Hello and welcome. This is Conversations Cave and you're with me, V Caveman Kanoda Gatua. And this uh, particular episode, I want to start a conversation with my brothers and sisters in faith. And my question is, does mental health matters in uh, within the kingdom of God? Does mental health matter within the kingdom of God? We all know that mental disorders are both common and disabling worldwide and they affect the beliefs emotions and the identity as well as the relationship in in such a way as to impact upon the very essence of human experience they are associated with stigma and prejudice and they disproportionately affect those who are poor and those who belong to marginalized group within society now Increasing attention has been given in recent years to the importance of spirituality for mental health. But in research, it is impossible to distinguish between spirituality and the psychological variables that it purports to influence. Those things that are identified as being the concerns of mental health professionals overlap significantly with the concerns of religion. And this overlap is uh, examined here in relationship to the synoptic gospel account of the mission, ministry, and teaching of Jesus. It is um, proposed that Jesus' teachings on the kingdom of God was centrally uh, concerned with things that um, we now consider uh, or uh, we now consider to be the domain of mental health. For Christians, mental health may be understood as the ability to fulfill vocation within the kingdom of God. A more critical theological understanding of mental health is just needed to better inform the mission of the church. So, does mental health matter within the kingdom of God? In this particular episode, uh, we seek to briefly explore, uh, uh, explore the nature of the relationship between contemporary concerns about mental health and the mission ministry and teaching of Jesus about the kingdom of God within the synoptic gospel. So, let me just give you some statistics here, all right? Uh, worldwide, common mental disorders affect one in five adults, and major mental disorder affects somewhere between one and seven percent of adults. Some 10 to 20% of children and adolescents suffer from mental disorders and half of all mental illnesses begin by the age of 14. Because mental uh, disorders begin early in life and tend to be uh, chronic, they represent the leading cause of disability worldwide. One third of years lived with disability are due to mental illness. Are we together? So, mental disorders uh, also shorten lives. The life expectancy is reduced by 10 to 20 years for those suffering from major mental disorders. More importantly uh, than the statistics are the nature and the depth uh, of the human suffering 
with which mental illness or mental disorders are associated. Behind the statistics are traumatized, hurting, and disoriented people who have been torn apart inward and who are dis- who have distanced socially from their families and community. And the signs and symptoms of mental health illness are many and diverse, and they concern the very essence of our experience of what it is to be human. If we cannot trust the inner or the outer voices that we hear, if we can no longer rely on our own ability to find meaning in what we experience, if we can no longer remember our own history or rely on our own beliefs uh, in what is true, if life is uh, um, pervaded by anxiety or hopelessness, then it cuts to the core of our experience of ourselves and the world around us. So, mental health problems are associated with stigma, bullying, prejudice, and social exclusion. Sorry. Uh, This is both cause and effect. So, for example, the experience of stigma, for whatever reason, confers the greater risk of mental disorder. But a a a diagnosis or social label of being mentally ill is in turn associated with yet more stigma. I want to get into details more, right? So, over the last four or five decades, research and clinical care have both given increasing attention to something understood by many as being at the heart of this uh, common humanity, something that's commonly referred to as spirituality. You see, spirituality is difficult to define, but is commonly concerned with things such as uh, meaning and purpose in life, with the human being in relationship, and especially the relationship with which transcends uh, order, uh, variously understood, but for many simply meaning God. This has been con- uh, conversational or controversial and has evoked considerable professional debate. Spirituality has proven difficult to measure because it is subjective and not easily distinguished from the uh, psychological variables that uh, it purports to influence. People who are depressed, for example, commonly lose any sense of meaning and purpose in life, and they view their relationships differently. They may feel rejected by God, but this is generally understood as the effect of depression rather than its cause. So it's dif- uh, um, so the, the, the difficulties encountered is in distinguishing between spirituality and psychological well-being have led to an increased research focus on uh, religion, supposedly a mere objective concept measurable by such things as church attendance, religious affiliation or frequency of prayer, Bible reading or other religious practices. These two are prone to being confounded. The depressed person typically stops going to church, feels abandoned by God and may abandon prayer. However, good clinical practice recognizes the culture, including religion is an important part of understanding people in context within incre- uh, with increasing emphasis on on uh, uh, person uh, 
centered care this matters in clinical practice wherever the research are uh, complicities of um, distinguishing cost and effect to some extent so uh, though uh, these trends have reversed a long-held historical antipathy uh, between uh, psychiatry uh, psychiatry and uh, religion dating back to feud right nevertheless there are still uh, often a gap between mental health professionals more likely uh, to be uh, agno- uh, agnos- <laughs> more likely uh, the atheist and whatever and patients more likely to be religious professionals who are likely to be atheists um, and uh, patients who are likely to be religious but this is the good news all right all of this may seem far removed from the central concern of uh, the christian religion indeed i suspect that for many the two are completely different matters just as you need to spend time in hospital recovering from your operation before you can return to church on sunday so psychological and um, pharmacological um, treatments um, will take time to get you better from your mental illness. Once they have taken uh, effect, then you may be expected to return to church and to the practice of your faith. Medicine and religion each have their own uh, non-overlapping domains of concern. Medical professionals help you with one, clergy uh, or the church help you with another but given what i have said about the subjective experience of mental uh, ill health and given what i have said about the impossibility in research of separating spirituality uh, spirituality from the things that psychologists measure can this really be so how does uh, it look from the other side of the fence that has been erected between spiritual and mental well-being Specifically as Christians, what do we find that the gospel have to tell us about mental health? So I want to get into the gospel, all right? Um, at the uh, outset of uh, his Galilean ministry, uh, Luke tells us that Jesus uh, read in the synagogue a passage uh, from the writings of uh, prophet Isaiah, which he took to summarize his mission. Jesus had good news for the poor, for those finding themselves held captive, for those living with disabilities, and for those struggling with oppression. These are exactly the issues with which people suffering from mental illness struggle today. First century Palestine may have had some very different understanding of the nature of mental health compared to our, to our day. We can be in little doubt, however, uh, that in our day, Jesus would see mental health as a priority within the context of his mission. At the heart of Jesus' teaching was the kingdom of God. He taught in parables using metaverse and vivid visual images. The kingdom is like yeast that leavens breath. Uh, bread rather it is a priceless treasure like a precious uh, pearl it is a seed that grows into a green tree a net that catches many fish it belongs to the poor and to children all right so jesus miracle not least the stories of uh, healings were demonstrated of the coming of his kingdom we are told that he healed many people 
uh, of many different conditions. But the only story that specifically sounds like healing of a mental illness in today's terms was that one of uh, the Garrison uh, demo- demonic, uh, or uh, you know, when he healed a man who was possessed by demons. Presenting with primarily behavioral symptoms, difficult to restrain, howling, and self harm, the man is restored by Jesus to his right mind. In today's diagnostic terms, perhaps this man was suffering from mania, usually associated with bipolar disorder. When we turn to the details of, D, uh, of Jesus' teaching, for example, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, we discover that he was concerned with exactly the same things that, the, uh, that we label as mental health issues. Take anxiety, for example. Along with depression, anxiety is a key symptom uh, of the common mental disorder that affects around uh, one in five people in our society. Unfortunately, Jesus' teachings taken up later by Paul are often misinterpreted in such a way as to make Christians feel guilty about their anxiety. I don't have space to uh, explore this misunderstanding in detail here, but a more critical reading of the text in question may suggest that uh, this was not what Jesus or Paul uh, intended. Jesus agonized with uh, this impending fate of uh, Gethsemane. Uh, in Gethsemane, Paul talked about this daily anxiety on behalf of the church. Neither of them sailed through life uh, in a soic uh, haze of passionless apathy. Rather, they both knew what the, uh, their true priorities were. Within this ordering of the things that really matter in our life, they contextualized their worries and turned them into prayer. Life in the kingdom of God is not a life without anxiety. Get that. That would simply mean that we we cared about nothing and no one. In the kingdom, it is what we worry about and what we do with our anxieties that really matters. Let's take another example from the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus warns about the distinction between religious practice that is oriented outward towards what others think and religious practices that is inward and godly uh, and uh, godly way uh, oriented. In a scientific paper uh, by, um, what is his name, Golden Alport and uh, Michael Ross, uh, the, the article was uh, published in 1967 and widely cited since. Um, a very similar distinction was made between respectively uh, extremist and intrinsic Hey, these words are hard for me. Extrinsic and intrinsic religiosity. Extrinsic and intrinsic religiosity. A huge body of research since then have confirmed that intrinsic uh, but not uh, extrinsic religiosity is good for mental well-being. Human beings flourish in relationship with God. We do not do well when our religious practices are overly directed towards what others think of us. So, at the heart uh, of the sermon in the mountain uh, is Jesus' teaching on prayer. 
notably his teaching uh, of the prayer that we know as the Lord's Prayer. As with his teaching on anxiety and outward religious practice, this all comes down to an ordering of priorities. Christians are called to put God's kingdom before everything, even before their daily needs or for basic necessities such as food. Scientific research on prayer, uh, such as it is, tends to suggest that prayer is good for us. It fails, however, to recognize the importance uh, or the important ordering of priorities. We don't pray for the same reasons that we take um, an antidepressant. All right, we pray because we want God's kingdom to come, His will to be done. Jesus had some interesting things to say about forgiveness. Forgiveness, it turns out, is also good for human well-being. So-called uh, forgiveness therapy is beneficial in a wide range of um, mental health condition. It um, typically does not consider the important Christian belief that we all have to be forgiven by God. It is, however, concerned with interpersonal forgiveness between human beings. Uh, the Bible says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. So, what then does all this have to teach us about the nature of mental health? I would suggest, uh, or I would want to suggest uh, from a Christian perspective, that mental health is about our capacity to fulfill our vocations individually and collectively within the kingdom of God. It is not so much about the function, um, functioning of our brains and minds, although these do play a part, as it is about our ability to um, envision our place in the picture of the kingdom that Jesus paints. It is about our ability to find our place in the narrative of the kingdom and to tell that story. When I talk about the ability to uh, envision our place in the kingdom or our ability to tell our stories, I do not mean something concerned with um, cognitive capacities as much as something concerned with relationship to God and the world around us. This something is neither com uh, completely and. Um, uh, completely unreliant on the on the functioning of our brain and minds, nor is it uh, contemptuous. Content um, oh, sorry, or is it uh, just con uh, contemptuous with them? Um, it is rather a function of uh, of the physical, the spiritual, and uh, the psychomostic, uh, the psychomatic. That's the word. Psycho psychosomatic unity of what it means to be a human being in God's world. Perhaps some people with mental health um, diagnosis are doing rather better at this than some people who don't have such diagnosis. Okay, so as I come to conclude, this fulfilling of a Christian vocation will not be easy. Don't forget that Jesus calls us to find our lives in losing them. All right? He calls us to take up our cross and follow him. Paul understands his vocation as a sharing in Christ's suffering and uh, Christ suffers horribly in Gethsemane and on Calvary. The gospel is not an easy way out. It does not uh, promise a stress-free life in which all anxieties and mental suffering are banished. It does, however, 
offer a realistic account of the world in which we live. More importantly, the incarnation of God in Christ shows us that we are not alone. In Christ, God shares in the kindness, uh, uh, in the kind of suffering, and we call uh, that the, the, this kind of suffering that we call mental illnesses. Mental illness is not a failure for Christian faith. It is a challenge to Christian fulfillment or faithfulness. All right. So, what is uh, a Christian response or approach? Uh, in matter regarding faith and mental health what is the christian response um going back to the beginning then uh does any of this have any impact on the way in which we view mental health issues within church and society i believe it does more than that i believe that it radically challenges our misunderstanding of the nature of the relationship between faith and mental health. Among these misunderstandings, we might consider three, all right? So, briefly, before I conclude, uh, uh, number one, I think that we are in a a pervasive misunderstanding of the nature of mental health, which concerns the relationship between science and religion or science and theology. We tend to think of mental health uh, science as telling us about how brain and mind function and the great religious traditions as telling us about what uh, it all means. Perhaps to an extent, there's some truth in this, but this distinction um, elides the extent uh, to which they are are talking about exactly the same things. The things that worry us, the way in which we cope with adversity, the people and the things that we love and desire most dearly. We cannot separate um, out the two conversations as though science and religion were talking about completely different things. They are both talking, at least in relation to mental health, about a very uh, essence um, of the human condition. Uh, they may use different language to do so, but if that is so, we need to get better at translating. Okay. Secondly, there is much misunderstanding in each domain about how best to deal with the concern of the other. By way of example of the progress that uh, we are making in this respect, I would like to mention here two policy documents of uh, a college of uh, psychiatrists that have been helped, that have helped the situation a little uh, in recent years. In one, we find recommendation for a psychiatrist on how to deal with spirituality and religion in clinical practice. Well, in the other, we see spirituality and relig- uh, religion identified as one of the diverse ways in which we need to place patients, concern, family at the center uh, uh, of good practice and professional training. These developments, especially the former, have not been uncontroversial and there is still a need for more progress um, and uh, what and a greater mutual respect. So my question is, do we have similar policies within the church? Okay? It would seem not and I wonder why we don't. 
we uh we, we need uh clergy um uh to have guidance on how to deal with mental health issues in their congregations just as much as psychiatrists need guidance on how to deal with spirit uh, spiritual and religious concerns raised by their patients okay and my final misunderstanding number three um is the one in which we have all colluded to a greater or lesser extent uh is that matters of faith including christian faith exist within some kind of bubble that uh, is almost completely separate from the realities of mental illness things within a bubble spiritual and religious things are primarily the concern of well people they are primarily a concern of well people if you are not well then you need mental health professionals to help you Uh, to help get you well so that you can go back to paying attention to whatever is in your bubble when you are ill mental health chaplains do have a part to play all right but this is not often thought of as being central to the work of the mental health team it is optional in uh, infrequently taken up and often completely disconnected from the work of the clinical team i I would think or i would like to think that somehow we can bust the bubble and uh, reintegrate faith with the fabric of mental health care for me as a christian this is all about understanding mental health within the context of the kingdom and as understanding the kingdom within the context of mental health and well-being the church also has its own bubble within which mental health is seen as a minority concern peripheral to the real mission of the church Within these views or within this view of things mental health is viewed primarily as a concern of the health service mental health is not specifically mentioned anywhere within the objectives of um, the archbishops the pastors and the council of the church and i am a believer and so my reading of the gospel is unlikely to be represent uh, Uh, what to call it representative of the wider church however i cannot read the synoptic gospel without seeing mental health as central to jesus mission and integral to the way in which the evangelists understood him to have taught about the kingdom of god i would like to see our bubble burst all right and so um i'm gonna conclude with saying this that mental health should be seen as central to the mission of the church human beings are not put together like lego with bodies minds and souls each representing uh, di- uh, different colored bricks we are an integral spiritual and psychosomatic unity created for re- relationship with god and so the church needs to have a vision of its mission that reflects this okay the church needs to have a vision of its mission that reflects this that is all i had to uh, uh, for us today and i would like you to just send in your thoughts and your contribution on um, 
the mental health at large and especially in faith when when faith is concerned and you can keep uh, the conversation going in all our social media platforms or avenues just go conversation cave just put it right there mental health disorder the christian approach uh answer the question does mental health matter within the kingdom of god all right answer that and we're gonna like keep on having this conversation on mental health uh, and spirituality god bless you up until next time this is your one and only the caveman kanoda gatua goodbye